You're listening to the Story Shout Podcast, hosted by Kelsey Jones. We're a weekly podcast dedicated to destigmatizing failure and laughing at our normalcy. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Story Shout. My name is Kelsey Jones, and today I'm joined by Kimberly Crossland. Uh, Kimberly is someone that I met. We have a business and babies Facebook group where we met. So it's been great to connect with fellow mother entrepreneurs out there. So Kimberly, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is fun. So Kimberly, what do you suck at that we're going to talk about? I suck at reading maps and giving directions based on those maps. I am I will get us lost in the simplest places that I should not be getting us lost. Like for example, when you get that cartoon style campground map when you roll into a campground for the first time, it should be the easiest thing to to read and yet I have gotten us lost driving through that campground before cuz I just cannot read maps very well. <laughs> Yeah, that makes me think when you say little maps, like for specific specific places, it makes me think about like Disneyland. Like the last time I was still, I was at Disneyland, I got lost. And I know Disneyland's really big, but it make they make it so easy with the landmarks. And I still was so confused. Yeah, exactly. So the last campground we went to, or actually a couple campgrounds ago, uh, that we went to, we rolled in, we got the map. I actually had it pulled up on my phone. And I know this about myself. So I've been studied it a little bit ahead of time. And I thought I had this down. And we're rolling through, we're, we're towing our trailer. And, you know, when you have 26 feet behind you and you're already in a car and you've got two kids in the back seat who are like ready to be there, it just adds extra pressure, I feel like. You kind of want to know where you're going and you don't want to just be driving around and around in circles. And so, when we rolled in, I thought, okay, I got this. I know my spot. I have studied the map. But no, we still <laughs> ended up having to make several circles around. My husband was just like sweating because, of course, I never do the driving. For some reason, I'm always the navigator, even though I don't, I'm not great at navigating. <laughs> and he's like, you need to just give me this map so I can understand where to go. And finally, of course, he got us to our spot, but it just took way too long and it should not be taking that long. That always happens to me too. My husband's really good at navigating maps and I'm really bad, but yet I'm supposed to navigate. And I feel, and I don't know if you feel like this, but I feel like I start to get anxiety about it or start to get nervous. I'm like, oh, you know, it's it's my time to, to come and tell him where to turn. And I start like worrying that I'm going to tell him the wrong thing. And sometimes that leads me to sabotage myself. And I do tell him the wrong thing because I'm worried that I'm going to tell him the wrong thing. Yeah. Well, and I, so I rely a lot on my GPS, which is a problem, especially because we do a lot of backwoods camping and we do a lot of backwoods driving or driving through different cities, or there's multiple routes to get there. Well, with an RV, you can't always, we don't have like the top of the line, like trucker engine. We have a good truck, but we can't go up certain hills. There's just certain mountains you don't want to go up or your engine's going to burn out and you're going to be really stranded on the side of a mountain with no service. That's a terrible scenario. And so there was actually um, a trip last October where we were driving and I had mapped this out ahead of time. There are three different routes we could take. Two of the routes we knew had those very, very steep uphills. We could not take those routes. Well, there's one of them was a clear, like you would make a left instead of a right. And then 
you would be on a different trajectory. So I knew, okay, we're not going to make that left. We're going to make the right. We're going to go this way instead of the other way. That one was easy. Where it got hard, it was when we were in a tiny little town that has no landmarks. Like you're talking about the Disneyland landmarks. There were none of those (laughs) in this town. And it's barely even a map. It's like there's no street names even. And yet you have to know that there's this little tiny fork in the road that you have to make a left instead of going straight. I was so paranoid. Like you said, I was feeling that anxiety because I'm like, okay, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Be on the, be on the lookout, be aware. And I'm telling him, I'm like counting down, okay, 30 more miles, 25 more miles. And he's still just like, okay, just tell me when I'm there. Why are you? (laughs) And I'm like, but I'm, I'm nervous. You know, there's no gas stations nearby. There were no gas stations for literally over a hundred miles. And you don't want to have to get stranded that way (laughs) with a trailer. I mean, at least you'd have your trailer to sleep in and all that, but still you don't want to get stranded. And so we ended up missing that stinking turn. We missed the turn. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're going the wrong way. And I'm like watching on the map and I'm like, I I don't even know how to tell you right now. I'm so nervous that we're going the wrong way. And so finally I'm like, I I think we're going to go into um, Lordsburg, New Mexico, which was not where we were supposed to be going. It was going to add a lot more time on. And he was like, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. And so he's like, do I turn? I said, I don't know. Do I turn? I don't know. We ended up passing five different roads where I was like, overly panicked because of that anxiety like you talked about. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And he's like, I can't stop. Like, we're just going to keep going. And so we finally, I'm like, okay, just turn. Like we're way off course at this point, just turn. And so now we're on a back road where we don't, we don't know the hill situation. We don't know the gas situation. We don't know if we're actually going in the right direction because I've overwhelmed myself with this anxiety of like, are we on course? Are we on the right track? What is going on? And so finally we end up going through these back roads and it was gorgeous. I will say this is a beautiful mistake to make because we ended up going past these beautiful farmhouses. Um, you know, we saw a lot of like cows and horses and like some chickens running around and, and there were some slight rolling hills. And so it was green and gorgeous, but it wasn't anything our truck couldn't handle. Still terrified about the gas situation, but we ended up being okay. But it was still one of those instances where we got there and I'm like, well, that's a story that I'm glad ended well because it very easily could not have ended well. It just, it was very, very overwhelming at the time. Yeah, I bet. And I think when you're out in the country too, because I live in Kansas, I live in the Kansas City metro, so I am in a, in a city. But if we go visit family or something, then, you know, we're going to go out on the highway. And if there's ever times where we have to take back roads for some reason, that really worries me, especially if the service isn't very good. Like I have, um, we have family that has a cabin out at a lake. And so to get there, there's one t- one sign off the main road that'll tell you to turn to get to the lake. But other than that, you just have to know how to do it. And I always get anxious there because there's no cell phone service between like on that road. There is at the lake, there must be a tower by there, but it's just very, I just have a lot of anxiety there. And I, it makes me think about when I first moved to Kansas City, I, I lived in a smaller town, uh, Manhattan, Kansas, which is where I grew up, but going into a bigger city with the highways with, you know, within the city, the, you know, the metro highways, I got a GPS. And at the time, I think it was uh, one of those external ones, like a TomTom or a Garmin that you put on your dashboard. And I use that everywhere. And I remember my stepdad telling me at the time that he thought GPSs were a electronic crutch. 
And that's always <laughs> stuck with me because he's kind of right. I mean, we completely rely on them to tell us exactly where to go. But if there was ever an issue, like I was saying, with the service is bad or it doesn't work, then you totally would be just out of luck. Yeah, absolutely. And I think so in the camping realm, that's that's like my realm and where I get the most lost, which is I should not be getting lost, but I do. But um, they have, there's apps called like The Dirt, D-Y-R-T. I'm not affiliated with them at all, but we use them just on my phone. Um, Or Kimpendium is another one, but they have those where you can download the map. So if you are offline or you're at a service range, then you at least have your map. And then um, there's also different GPS systems you can use. But again, it's, it's just like what you said, and you get reliant on them. And that's the case with me. That's definitely the case with me because I know this about myself. I know I'm terrible at reading maps. I know I'm terrible at following maps and like having to look down, look up, look down, look up. And I think it's that pattern of like, okay, we're still here. Are we here now? And and just trying to constantly like navigate the paper to the real life is it's challenging. I don't know how our grandparents did it, but at the same time, it's important to know and it's important to learn how to do because if we do go offline and maybe those maps that we downloaded, you can't suddenly pull up because where the heck do you actually download them? Sometimes the app won't pull it, pull itself up. You never know. You need to have that backup plan. And so it's, um, it's one of those things that you think should be so easy, and yet it's just really not. Yeah, I agree. I, and I think there's an app. I've, I don't know if it's Google Maps or if it's Yelp, but they have this feature where if you're walking, you can use AR, AR, and it overlays the directions with your phone's camera. So if you're walking somewhere, you can lift up your phone and it shows you the view or whatever, but it overlays like the arrows of where to turn. And that really helps me. You can't really use that when you're driving, but as you're talking, I'm, I'm wishing that there was something like that that was built into our windshields. So it just had a huge green arrow that was slightly opaque. So it wasn't blocking your view, but it would just show the directions in real time on your windshield instead of having to look up and look down. Yeah, absolutely. I think you need to write to Elon Musk about that. (laughs) Get that in the Teslas because that seems to make a lot of sense. (laughs) Have you ever had a time where you've had to give someone else a map or directions and mess that up? Aside from me having to give the directions myself while I'm looking at the map, I guess I haven't really had that time where I've had to tell other people directions on how to get like to my house or to our campground. But that could be because I give directions in the way that I think through it in my mind. And I'm like backtracking through my mind. And I do what you were saying earlier about Disneyland. I'm very much, I'm going to call myself this from now because I think it's a nice way to frame it. I'm a Disneyland direction giver (laughs) because I will do the landmarking. (laughs) And so I will do where I say, okay, you're going to see this huge tree. You're going to make a right there. If you go to this cactus, I live in Arizona, so we're going to have say there's cactus. And if you go to this cactus, you've gone too far, turn around. And I'll give kind of like all of the different scenarios that can happen. And I probably over give the directions. So I don't know, to me, they're good directions because I feel like that's what I need, which is way above and beyond just like here, make a right and a left. Um, I have not had any bad feedback yet, but maybe people are silently judging me. I don't know. And that that's okay if they are. <laughs> No, that's what I, that's helpful to me because my husband will say, okay, you drive eight miles and then you turn west and you just go that way. And I, I just can't do that. You have to give me the landmarks. 
Yeah, exactly. And then just especially saying like Northeast, South and West is confusing a lot of times just because you don't have those landmarks. I mean, if it's your own city, you might have them, but if you're going to a new place, you don't really know if are the mountain ranges to the North or the East. I mean, I, we even had, there was one night where my husband and I, we used to have in our old house had like the scenic backyard and, um, he works with maps basically for a living. Like he's driving all over the place. And he, so he felt like he knew the area really, really well. He's like, no, we're looking East right now. And I said, no, we're looking North. And we went back and forth. And sure enough, we were looking like smack dab Northeast, like right in the middle. So we're both kind of right. But it's again, one of those things where if you're giving directions, you can't just say, look at the map and go North and then go East. And then you're going to be there. And it doesn't always compute or maybe like it, there's just such a wide range in between there. So I need to have those. I'm looking out for an agave cactus that I'm going to turn by. And then there's going to be a red house on the corner. You know, <laughs> I need to have those visual cues in front of me. Yeah, I agree. Well, and I know you all drive your S- your RV a lot. Has doing that helped you be better at maps or is it just going to be always something that, you know, you struggle with? Yeah. So one of the things that I do now, I've learned since I've learned about myself, since I've gotten us lost in those questionable situations, <laughs> is I will now start to study before we leave. And I'll actually, this might sound really extra, but it's very, very helpful. And it's kind of to your point too, about the arrows on the on the windshield somewhat. I will Google map it ahead of time and I'll do the street view because when I have the street view, I don't have to like look down and look up. I suddenly feel like okay, I know where I'm at. I've seen this before. This looks familiar and I can find my own landmarks that way. Because when I have those landmarks, I I feel like I'm more confident going into that situation. So yes, I've learned this about myself and that's one of the ways that I've decided I'm going to kind of fix it. Um, I do the same thing rolling into campgrounds because like I said, we go camping a lot. That's my whole business is camping. And so one of the things I'll do is I'll actually look at the campsite ahead of time, not only just because I want to book if we're able to reserve a campsite, I want to be able to book the right one, but I also want to know when we get there, I'm you're going to be turning down some really tight, narrow areas. There, I mean, campgrounds are not laid out for like huge big rigs. They keep their streets pretty narrow usually. And so I'll know exactly where we're going to go so we're not circling and you know spending too much time. Once we're there, we just want to park and and unhook and everything and just actually be there. So just having those visual cues ahead of time has really, really, really changed my world. Yeah, I agree. One thing I was thinking of as you were talking about the landmarks and everything, one thing that really shifts me into crisis mode when trying to navigate somewhere is if I have my maps, I'm feeling confident, and then there's unexplained construction or the road is closed because of weather or a crash or something. And now I have to go this separate way. Um, if it's not on my map and there isn't easy detour signs, that really bothers me too. Um, so have you ever had to deal with that? Yeah, it happens almost every single trip. I mean, or I should say almost every single long trip that we go on. Well, we push pretty far sometimes. So we'll do 15 hour drives, 12 hour drives at a time not every trip, but a lot of trips. And so there's certainly room for all of that along the way. 
Also, we have, there was one time where we got a blowout and blowouts are super, super common when it comes to RVing. And so we suddenly were stranded on the side of the road. We knew where we were going. So this is not necessarily a map story, but suddenly we had to shift and go somewhere else to get a new tire. And so there, there are those other situations where you're going to have to, even if it's not construction or a detour or weather or whatever, you still need to know kind of what's in that area and where you're going. So you can have other landmarks along the way, like a discount tire or a tire shop or, you know, somewhere where you can go fill up on gas. You need to know all those gas stations. And if you need to, there'll be a lot of times where you have to go off course to get to the gas station and then go back on course. And that's just not something that at least I don't find it super easy to set up my GPS. So it like incorporates all of them. I know there's apps that do that for you but I still feel like I get lost along the way and I feel a little bit out of control of that. And it, it ends up sneaking up on me a little bit. So having those little landmarks, I don't, I don't even want to call them landmarks, but having those little stopping points where you know, this is a good gas station to pull into. This one's not a good gas station to pull into, especially when you're towing, you need to have that space. And so being able again to go back to Google Maps and do that street view is life changing because then you can say, Oh, this is like, this is a truck stop. And I can see where we'd pull in, where we can clearly pull out and not have to make like a tight U turn in a parking lot where there's going to be jam packed with a bunch of cars. And then this is going to be a place where we can maybe pull off to the side of the road for a picnic because we try not to go into gas stations. The good thing about RVing is you you have your bathroom with you. <laughs> so you can just, you know, stop and use the restroom. You don't have to rely on a gas station. And so there's that too. And being able to know those along the way and have that mapped out on your route is really, really, really helpful. Yeah, I bet. I was trying to think too, as you were talking, um, I know you talked about when you accidentally went that wrong way, but it ended up being really beautiful. Sometimes there's been times when I've been on road trips, like growing up where we decide to take a detour and we end up going to some really cool landmark or some like touristy spot that we weren't planning on, but it ended up like being really cool. Like in Kansas, there's the world's largest ball of twine. And oh wow, I picture that as like, (laughs) I picture that as like something cheesy that you know could be fun. There's also the world's largest Van Gogh painting, and it's like a huge easel like sculpture with the painting of uh, Van Gogh's sunflowers. So that kind of stuff is always a happy accident if you do get lost. I feel like, yeah, and you know what? The reason why I started my businesses around camping is because of that. I love encouraging people to seek that adventure. And part of adventure doesn't have to be something like that's hardcore. That's like, we're going to go climb Mount Everest or go rappelling. Adventure can be, you know what? We're a couple hours ahead of schedule, or maybe we leave a couple hours earlier because we want to stop at something kind of crazy like that. There's there's certain, um, there's a spot where I really want to go. It's in Las Vegas. So it's right above us, um, state-wise, I guess. And it has these beautiful colored rocks. And that's all it really is. It's just a bunch of colored rocks, but it looks amazing. It's kind of like a Stonehenge, but like a modern day Stonehenge, which with a lot less secret behind it of how it was built, of course. But it just looks like a fun place to go and get some energy out for the kids and just one of those random spots that you just want to go visit. So yeah, I definitely agree that understanding what's going to be on your route also and being open and flexible to just pulling off and and deciding you want to go and explore that area. Actually, on one of our trips, 
this happened to us where we we had been to the catwalks before. So this was right outside of Silver City. We had camped in Silver City before. Then on another trip, we were driving up, but we didn't, we're not going through Silver City. We're going a different way. All of a sudden, we rolled into a town. We're like, this looks really familiar. And we rolled right past the catwalks. And I'm like, I had no idea we were even coming this direction, like to even roll up on the catwalks. <laughs> and here we are. We've actually been here before. So there's other instances too where you're like, you don't even realize what's around you until you're there. And I think it's kind of a fun, happy accident like that when you can just say, this is this is fun to see, or I was not expecting that. That's true. I love that. Yeah. Cause we kind of live on the outskirts of Kansas city. So we're kind of in the country. And now that I'm more familiar with the area, I have like some favorite old farmhouses that I like. And there's even times now where I'll get turned around and then I'll see my farmhouse that I like. And I'm like, Oh, I know exactly where I am. So I know that goes back to the landmarks, but um, it's also good to to have places that you really like seeing. And it it does make the idea of navigation and maps and going somewhere a little more fun if you know what to expect or you are a little bit more familiar with it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because probably what I'm going to do going forward now is not necessarily worry about finding those landmarks and those fun things because you know that they happen, but also just looking a little bit more peripherally at the map and trying to find out okay, if we were to go off course, here is a gas station that's a little bit further away, but now we know that it's available. Or there's a a little picnic area or pull-off that we might want to just go and explore and you know leave an hour earlier so we can have room to do that. That's a fun idea. Yes, that's such a good idea. And on Google Maps too, it shows you like different landmarks. So if we're driving to family and they live in a small town, sometimes I'll zoom out and like look at other little cities or towns near that. Cause some of them, at least in Kansas, I don't know if it's like, I'm sure it's like this in other States in the U S too, but a lot of random towns in Kansas have like a claim to fame. Um, Like my mom's hometown has this uh, little zoo that has like prairie dogs you can pet and stuff. And (laughs) there's another town where this widow built this huge like metal, almost his whole house now is like this metal sculpture. And it's just like really eccentric, but beautiful and amazing. And I've always wanted to go there. And it's a little bit of a detour from, you know, the family we go to visit, but now you're inspiring me too that I should probably make my husband like have us go there as a pit stop because he's not I'm more like the eccentric creative type in the partnership and he's very like logical but um a lot of times I'll have him do that kind of stuff and he ends up enjoying himself so that makes it fun too and kind of takes the stress out of it because it's almost like a planned not a planned mistake but like a planned detour so it makes it more fun yeah, definitely. And and you're so right that there are all these little pockets of fun experiences that you don't really see as often. Um, there was one, for example, a few years ago, we were going to Williams, Arizona, and I just randomly was like, I don't really know what we're going to do with our kids when we're up there. And so let me just ask some friends. And they said, oh, you've got to go to Arizona. So for anybody listening, if you're in Williams, Arizona, go to Arizona. And it's one of those, and I looked and it was actually a 10 minute drive from our campground. So I'm like, well, that's, that's perfect. We're definitely going to go. And what it is, is you just, you literally drive through. So you have to stay in, in your car, but you drive through the animal's habitat. And so you're surrounded by bears or you're surrounded by buffalo. 
Um, obviously there's different habitats you're driving through. And then you end at a zoo that has like owls and it has otters and it has porcupines and fox and stuff like that. But it's really just a cute area that I didn't even realize was there and waiting for us when I booked the trip. But you just never know until you start asking around or, um, or you start poking around. The same thing happened to us actually in Sedona. We went up there and this was pre-kiddo and pre-RV, but we um, we got a taxi somewhere just to go downtown because there's just no parking downtown. And we thought, well, we'll just hop in a taxi and go. And so on the way, we asked the driver, we said, well, tell us a hidden gem. I love asking locals for hidden gems because they, they always will find something. And they told us about this restaurant called Elote. So there's another pro tip for anybody who's listening and going to Sedona, Elote. <laughs> And he said, wait in line. It's worth it. We usually do not wait in line because we're just impatient like that. But he said, wait in line and it's worth it. And you can't make reservations. And it's only open four to eight, but there's always a line and it's amazing. And we went and it's literally my all-time favorite restaurant and my husband's all-time favorite restaurant because it's just one of those like little corners in the wall where the chef, he's been featured on some national shows. I don't even know what shows. And he's been on like the the Phoenix News but he just wants to live in Sedona and just do his thing and cook. And that's all he wants to do. And so he does it on his time. He's very much like, this is what I want to do. And you can show up if you want to show up and people sure show up for it. So it's a, it's a fun, like it's a fun little thing when you find those hidden gems from the locals. Yes. I love that. I always like asking people that too, when I'm traveling like a good restaurant or if I have an afternoon, like where I should go. But yeah, and so I think to kind of wrap it up, I know your businesses are kind of related to what we've been talking about. And so I'd love for you to kind of describe uh, what your businesses are in case anyone's interested. Yeah. So I have two businesses. I have Roadpreneur. So it's exactly what it sounds like. It's being it's having entrepreneurship, but on the road where you can go and take your RV and go into the backwoods and be okay leaving your business behind for a little bit. Just know, I teach how to set that up and then how to grow it, start and scale it. So you can have those more of those adventures. And then I also have Cruising and Campfires. And that is a subscription box and camping experiences in a box. So if you're going camping for a child's birthday or you're going on like a mother-daughter trip or a friend's weekend or whatever it is, you can go and get those little curated experiences to just set it, kind of elevate that camping experience and make it a little bit different and special. I love that. And if people want to learn more online about you or about your businesses, where can they do that? Yeah. So you can go to roadpreneur.com or I'm on Instagram. I'd love for you to come and say hello. Send me a DM, instagram.com slash roadpreneur or at roadpreneur. And then um, cruising and campfires, it's the same cruisingandcampfires.com or at cruising and campfires. Awesome. That makes it simple. Well, Kimberly, thank you so much for joining me and thank you so much to everyone else listening. Uh, Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Story Shout Podcast. Don't forget to review us on iTunes and connect with us on social media at Story Shout or online at storyshout.co. Until next time, stay normal.